Hello and welcome to this, um, I'll call it an emergency, even though it's a positive emergency podcast of the Lakerside Chats. I will introduce you to my guest. First one is a first time guest to the show. You probably have heard him on the Late Night Lake Show with Ricky, my brother from another mother, Kwame. How are you doing today, sir? Doing good, man. It's it's been an exciting day, you know, just all the NBA news, especially the Laker talk. So I'm excited to get into today's show and uh, discuss some of our topics. Thanks for having and, me. And that was me thinking that you were excited about the PS5. A little bit of ball, a little bit of ball. And secondly, you all know him. He is my great friend. He is... The, I feel like this is his second home when it comes to the podcasting world. Mr. Jabari Davis. Jabari, welcome to the show as always, sir. Alan, as always, I appreciate the invitation. And Kwame, it's good to pod with you. Absolutely. Let's get into it. So, gentlemen, nothing's happened today of any note, right? Like, zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a run-of-the-mill Sunday. Uh, so, yeah, like, you know, I was expecting a nice regular Sunday watching the NFL and then... We just happened to make a trade for an Oklahoma City point guard, like the the one that no one was expecting, like, but <laughs> a trade for an Oklahoma City point guard. I'll, I'll throw to you first, Jabari. Um, initial outlay of the trade, what do you think of what the Lakers gave up for a certain Mr. Dennis Schroeder? Well, I, you know, I, I want to be careful and not to say like, oh, they didn't give up anything uh, or anything of that nature because we saw, no, honestly, because we saw some of that going around the timeline and we saw folks dunking on Danny and say, hey, look, the, you know, while he missed a couple shots in the finals, you know, he contributed, you know, across the board and he, you know, he did, he did what he could in, in order to contri- contribute to a title. Now, with all of the nice seats out of the way, I will say, yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I did not anticipate them getting a deal like this done for only Danny Green's contract in the 28. So while, yes, it, it leaves them open for, you know, like to see what they're going to do in order to, you know, kind of fill the void on the wing. Uh, and it put, could potentially leave a glut at the point guard position. But I, I think, you know, we'll probably clear some of that up with this conversation. Uh, it, it was a very, very good first swing. And it's I'll, I'll throw it to you now, Kwame. Um, I, I thought it's a move that, you know, I, I really can't see any negatives for the Lakers here. Like, even if Schroeder doesn't, potentially work out as being like this third option on a Lakers team. He's only on a one-year contract anyway. So I think it's an excellent punt to give up for a guy who I think, you know, especially with LeBron and AD, I think the world's at his feet. I really do. I think he's he was phenomenal last year and I think he'll go from strength to strength this year. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I don't see too many negatives with this trade. Um, Danny Green, I mean, during the regular season, he was pretty decent. Um, Bubble Danny Green wasn't the same Danny Green. So, I mean, we saw the tale of two Dannys there. Um, And like Jabari said, not to, you know, hate on the guy, you know, he did do well in certain areas, especially defensively. He had some great intangibles that really helped him, you know, earn some time on the court. Um, So he did well. You know, I don't want to discredit him for any of that in his tenure with the Lakers, but um, Dennis Schroeder's an upgrade at, you know, almost everything. I mean, he may not be the ne- the same spot-up shooter, even though the metrics will say otherwise in comparison to last year, but, you know, just in terms of pace and ball handling ability, it's something that the Lakers had needed sorely, and it's kind of cool because he kind of fills the void of uh, a possible Rondo departure and, you know, a Danny Green option, so I, I really like this fit. Uh, with the team, so I'm actually really excited to see him um, alongside our the rest of our Los Angeles Lakers this upcoming season. Uh, I'll, I'll throw it to you now, Jabari, just because you know I'm sure you remember our chats about 18 months ago about 
when once when Polinka got his job. And I just want to throw to you from this aspect. I think this is another home run by Rob Polinka. You know, I really, really think that, you know, again, the, he, with not a lot, he's created something that I think is a really, really good move. And if you look at the potential point guard options that there were on the available market, I don't think there was anyone nearly as good as Dennis Schroeder available. No, without a doubt. And I think it, you you remember exactly <laughs> the way I described it at that time was, you know, where everybody was calling him snake, this, that, and the other. And I said, like, it doesn't matter whether he's a snake, as long as he's your snake and he's an effective <laughs> snake, let's get it, let's get it cracking. And he has done exactly that. Look, this is, this is kind of like, you know, like, I'm going to, you know, jokingly use the, you know, the Minnesota Society, America's worst nightmare. This is the Lakers with the, you know, with the benefit of having the baddest man in the game, another one of the baddest men in the game with competence in the front office. Good luck. Hey, good luck, NBA. I, I recognize that, you know, there was there's some there's some other moves out there that people are talking about. Uh that, you know, obviously if that if it if, if the situation between Houston and Brooklyn works out, hey, you know what? Meet us in the finals. But like outside of that, quite frankly, like I said, good luck at good luck, NBA. And I, this isn't even me gloating. This is just being matter of fact. <laughs> Good luck, even if Brooklyn make it to the finals. Good luck guarding AD with 33-year-old DeAndre Jordan. That, that's all I'm going to say on that matter. But we'll get to that in a few months' time, gentlemen. This is a positive day for the Lakers. Um, I just want to throw to you, Kwame, as well, about Rob Palinka. You know, the, the much maligned Rob Palinka, even like just before the bubble, he was still much maligned because I'm sure we all remember what happened at the trade deadline. There was no movement. And then he made the best moves by picking up Markeith Morris for nothing. Um I just want to throw to you as well, just how impressed are you with the ability of Rob Palinka, A, to keep everything in-house, because like like we heard zero until this deal was effectively done. And now it, I, I'm just so impressed with the gentleman. I really am. He's been really, really, especially, you know, especially dealing with the type of adversity that he has this year. Like he is, in my opinion, he's a top three GM in the league now, and I don't think he can argue it. Yeah, absolutely. Rob has done a fantastic job since taking over the uh, the other guy, Magic Johnson. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, and to to your point, his ability to just keep everything so in house. I mean, we hear all these trade rumors and everything constantly, but he seems to always have this, you know, out of the blue sort of play that. You know, unless you're very, very connected, you won't hear a peep about the NBA media. Doesn't even, you know, get a hold of it. So. You know, the guy's been done a very good job acquiring assets and players that people may not have always thought of as the best option. A lot of Lakers players or a lot of Lakers fans are so, you know, caught up in the star um, structure. You know, they any star that's linked to the Lakers, they want them, they want them, they want them. You know, that's not bad, but, you know, Rob did a really good job of this, especially pulling off this Dennis trade simply because, you know, we didn't have to unload a bunch of assets for it. Again, we didn't hear anything about it. I mean, at least I didn't. I mean, I woke up, saw it on the timeline, you know, a couple minutes later, it said, you know, it's all but done. So Rob has done a very good job in just keeping everything together and, you know, and not settling with the the championship is huge. You know, we are fresh off a championship. How many days has it been? Like 30 or something? It hasn't been a lot. So fresh off a championship, the guy's back at work trying to continually improve this roster. You know, a lot of people can, you know, kind of stamp hat and, you know, see what they could do. You know, they lose their players. But even his, like, we go back to the Dwight deal, giving him, you know, virtually a non-guaranteed deal up until a certain point, And then, you know, um, keeping him for the rest of the season, you know, just taking these chips, acquire, even 
after people thought the Lakers were going to be dead in the water post the Kawhi holdout, and we built a championship team through that. Rob has done a fantastic job, and I can't give him enough credit for the work that he's done. And I'm excited to see what more he has up his sleeve these next couple days um, leading into this next season. Hey, and uh, throw- go on. My bad. Just to piggyback on that, because uh, uh, you know, all, all those were excellent points, I should have also mentioned – the more imp- well, one of the most impressive things about the deal is the fact that it also clears it also conceivably clears enough space to give them the full mid level exception. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, saw, it I does indeed. Marks, yeah, uh, you're reporting that. So on top of bringing in an upgrade and you know a, a young player on the on a final year of a deal, you know that you can get out of if it doesn't necessarily work out. But coming off of you know what people were talking about you know, in the six man conversation, you know t- uh, type season, you also get the flexibility to add additional talent, which I'm sure you were going to. Yeah. Well, I, I was just about to throw to you because obviously we did lose Danny Green and, you know, as, as as maligned as Danny Green was at certain points for his shooting and whatnot, I thought he was a very integral part to our defense, especially off ball, more, more so in the bubble because, you know, we saw him struggle with injuries and I think that played into, uh, you know, his shooting woes a little bit as well. Um, so I don't want to dog on Danny Green too much like you guys said, mm-hmm. um, but I, in my opinion now there is a bit of a... a, a a glo- at, um, at the wing position, especially in the defenses end. So I'll throw to you, Jabari. What what do you think? Do you think the Lakers? I, I'm certain that they do have something up their sleeves, and we have heard a certain name. So I'll throw to you, Jabari. Um, what do you think? Because obviously we've heard Wesley Matthews has been touted as being you know targeted by the Lakers. What do you feel about that move if it does transpire in him replacing Danny Green? Well, and if ultimately that does work out, I think it's I think it's an absolutely you know a, a great replacement. Now, of course, health is always going to be the concern there. Um, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he played about 60, 65 games this past season. So, you know, of course, he had a bounce back year, uh, you know, coming off of, coming off of you know, several different injuries over the you know, previous seasons. But if he, yeah, if he's healthy and he's a part of your mix, I, I think you, I, to be honest with you, I think what you lose from Danny Green is pretty, you know, pretty, pretty much negligible. You know, like you know, the, while they're different players. Uh, you know, you know, they're not the you know, exact same guy out there. Uh, I honestly think with the addition, you know, with the addition of Schroeder, as well as a guy like Wesley Matthews, if it ends up being him, I, I, I honestly think you, you have significantly upgraded already. And 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 I and I wouldn't even think that they'd be done after that. Well, that, that's what I was about to throw to as well to you, Kwame. Is like with this, I, I it's that thing of like you don't stand pat after a championship. Like you know, we've seen it with Milwaukee, and you know they they've been. They've been phenomenal throughout the regular season for multiple years now. You know, Mike Budenholzer is a great regular season coach, but whenever they get to the playoffs, that lack of second player next to Giannis or the lack of extra guys next to Giannis, because I think Chris Middleton is fantastic, um, it, it hurts them. It hurts them a lot because, you know, as good as Chris Middleton is, he's not like an AD-type player or a LeBron-type player where he can play alongside Giannis. So then even when Giannis has his off nights, he can elevate his game to that level. Um I think having, especially now with the, we talked about it on the Late Night Lake show, with the shortened season, having a playmaker like Schroeder alongside LeBron, I think will alleviate a ton of pressure off LeBron in the regular season, especially in the first few months before the All-Star break, even though we won't have an All-Star game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Yeah, I haven't seen a point this far in Rob's tenure where he hasn't had a point a plan or you know even something lined up beyond that because you know as soon as Kawhi even signed last well yeah last summer 
the way he had things lined up already, show, the guy knows what he's doing. He has his connections. He knows what he's doing 100%. And I, uh, like you said, I don't think he's done. I'm sure he has backups beyond backups just waiting in store just to see what happens. Um, so I, I have no worries about what's to come next for our team. But like LeBron said well, after they won the championship, you know, Rob, Rob wants his respect. And I think he, that's something that really needs to happen in this league because it seems like a lot of people haven't been giving him his just due. But to build a championship team from what we had in LeBron's first year on the Lakers to, you know, last year and even looking for, forward beyond, you know, it didn't seem like this could have been ha- – this could have happened as quickly as it did. But, you know, he's – Every stone that has been turned has led us to this point. So, you know, Rob's just continue to do a great job. And I can't, you know, praise the guy enough for what he's done for this team. Before I ask you, Barry, the next question, I haven't asked you your opinion on the potential of Wesley Matthews. What do you think about that? Because I think having a Wesley Matthews at like a, a minimum type deal compared to a Danny Green on like 15 million, A, or leave a lot of pressure off Wesley Matthews because he's not making that much money. I think that was the biggest deal with some fans was the amount of money Danny Green was making and his production relative to that. Um, I, I'm, I, I'd be really excited about Wesley Matthews because I thought he was really good for Milwaukee whenever I watched him last year. I thought he was he's a role player that on a LeBron team, on a LeBron-led team, I think he's a vital player to have. Absolutely. Yeah, his, his, he's another 3D-style player. Um and especially, like you said, on a on a minimum type sort of deal, I think is very important. I mean, obviously for him and his expectations, and even the Lakers fans and their expectations. Because, like you said, Danny Green at fifteen million to watch him, you know, you know, watching you know games of him scoring six points, you know, two for twelve shooting is hard to stomach for a guy making fifteen million. But uh, Wesley Matthews, I think, could be a great replacement like Jabari said a combination of if it's Wesley Matthews and then you have Dennis that combination is more than enough to fill those voids um of a Danny Green and say a Rondo if he was to walk so I really like the upgrades I mean if they all do come into fruition but I think it's great like like we said to begin to begin there's not too many negatives that you see in the fact that we're possibly upgrading to be better than we were last year it's fantastic. Not a lot of champions get to do that. A lot of champions have to take steps back. They lose a lot of players and they can't fill those holes. But what the work that Rob is doing to put us in position to be even better than we were last year, I mean, how can you, how can you not be excited for it? <laughs> and Jabari, I, I'll ask you, because obviously I feel like this move stamps the fact that Rajon Rondo will almost likely, I'd say almost certainly not be back on the team next year. Um, first of all, I got to say, chase your money, Rajon. Proud of you for getting that nine to ten million off Atlanta if it happens. Um, but yeah, like, do you think that's some that's a guy that we can replace? After I, I believe we can, but I want your opinion on it as well. Do you think that's a production we can replace with the likes of, let's say, like a Taylor and Horton Tucker, you I know, think off the bench? I, I, yeah, I think you just hit it on the head. Like, it's it, the combination of you know Taylor. You know, continuing to you know to continue to you know, improve, continue to get additional opportunities. Uh, obviously, what you, you know what you're going to get from Dennis Ruder, because like like let's keep it real, like you know, if 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 the fit is as good as I think it's going to be, as all of us I, I believe think it's going to be, uh, he's going to be a main guy, so he's going to take up a, you know a, a bunch of minutes there. And then obviously you still have Caruso, like so like you know not to poo poo you know like the loss of Rondo, uh, you know much like with Danny Green, I'm very appreciative for you know the work that he put in, especially obviously especially in the bubble, like, you know, as we kind of alluded to you know, in the pre-show. Uh, but I'm I'm also very happy for him. Go get 
get your money, you know, go over there and like, as you mentioned, you know, go over there and mentor Trey and, and, you know, maybe he can put it together and put together, you know, an, another nice little season for him. And, you know, it helped them get to the postseason. But on our side of things, like, you know, to be honest with you, while I will sing all the praises in the world and, and be appreciative, I think we're pretty good. <laughs> and 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 let's be and let's be real and let's be real. If they if they end up getting you know they end up obviously you know this deal goes through and they end up getting Matthews on some sort of uh, you know on the low of any sort if it's a vet minimum then that means they still have the you know they still have that mid level. Look, Rob Palinka, you know, like I guess this is going to be my 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 full come to Jesus moment with Rob Palinka because even though I wasn't negative against him, you know that I I'm more of a you know let let me see what you're going to do for me type guy. Look. It, all I can say is I'm very, you know, much like you, Kwame, I'm very, very excited about you know the potential there because, like, honestly, much, you know, to, to his credit, there's probably all types of stuff going on behind the scenes that we have no idea. We may, you know, we may be, we may wake up at the end of next week and say, "My God, <laughs> like this could just be the tip of the iceberg." You know? Yeah. Well, I, I feel like this is the Lakers that. You know, we've always seen it with the Lakers. Whenever the Lakers are doing well, we get the types of players in free agency that usually wouldn't take low, lower deals. Like we saw it with the the artist formerly known as Ron Artest. You know, he took an under market contract and came and played with Kobe. And you know, Meta is one of our favorite Lakers of all time now. You know, so we see it all the time. And you transition beautifully, like a seasoned veteran there, Jabari onto the mid level exception. Um, I do want to touch on that. I feel like there's one person that this is going to be aimed at, and I feel like he's been teasing it as well online and blocking Lakers fans and unblocking them and following the Lakers and unfollowing them. A certain Serge Ibaka comes to mind when it comes to that full mid-level exception. And Jabari, me and Kwame have talked about it on the Late Night Lake show, so before Kwame touches on it again, I just want to get your opinion on the fit of Serge Ibaka on this Laker team because I feel like it's the perfect five next to Anthony Davis. Man, if they ended up with Serge Ibaka, like, uh, okay, so the, I, I, I'm sure you saw it on the timeline. I was kind of marveling over it because, and, and it's my own fault. I thought Ibaka was older than 31 years old. He just turned 31 in September. For whatever the yeah. reason is, I in my head, because I've seen him for the last you know decade or you know however long, I, it felt like he was you know 32, 33. But the fact that you can get him at 31 years old, like you said, it's a perfect fit alongside Anthony Davis, allowing Anthony Davis for the most part throughout the regular season, uh, you know, with the exception of you know certain matchups or in, in particular certain stretches, play in the four like he you know like he prefers. Surge also, you know, you know, stretches the floor for him. Now, while he's not, you know, necessarily the on-ball defender he was, you know, in 2012, he's still a very good and a very capable, you know, weak side defender, uh, help side defender. Like uh, I, I can't I, honestly, outside of like somehow they pull off the miracle of convincing Jeremy Grant to take significantly less money, uh, I, I can't see a better fit at the, you know, you know for, especially for that money. And and. I I'm with you, and even like in the postseason, like I could see Ibaka easily like guarding small ball fives. So I'll throw it to you, Kwame. Like I think if you f give the full mid level exception to a person like Ibaka, and then you add like the likes of Wesley Matthews, you buy a second round pick, like I, I assume the Lakers will, just like last year, like when they got Taylor Horton Tucker, and then you add, you know, I, 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 I think there is a very good possibility that going into this season, we haven't even talked about re-signing KCP yet. I have a feeling that this season, like, again, credit to Rob Palinka, man, not rest, let's rest in on our laurels here. Like, 
I feel like we're going into next season even better, which is frightening because of how good we were last year. Yeah, seriously, the the possible addition of Ibaka, like Jabari said, is a fantastic fit. You know, you get a five that, you know, is a competent defender, a solid pick-and-roll defender, and stretches the floor. We could have a lineup with LeBron James on the court with two big men that you don't compromise size or, you know, defensive capability or anything and can still space the floor enough for him to, to occupy the lane and then that they can hit open jumpers, whether it's three mid-range level. That's huge. Like, that's that's amazing. So that's a far cry from the centers that we had last season. Don't get me wrong. Dwight was fantastic. JaVale mm-hmm. McGee was JaVale McGee. But An experience. Them, exactly. But none <laughs> of them had the the skill or the repertoire of a Serge Ibaka. So Ibaka's. I mean that's a that's a dream right now, and I'm, I hope it could come to reality. But man, how exciting would it be to get that guy on this lineup, and also with the possible additions? Well, we have the addition of Dennis Schroeder, but also the possible addition of a Wesley Matthews. Like we could have some real fun here, man. This could be really, really great. So I'm excited for it for real. Like man, if if we can get this done, it's gonna be real scary. It's gonna be scary hours for the rest of the league. Let's say that. <laughs> you know the best part about it, guys, is. We only have to wait like a month to watch these guys play for the Lakers. Like, yeah, literally. <laughs> this is crazy. Like, I, I love this short and like condensed period where it's like draft, free agency, straight into games. It's great. Like, it's really fun. And mainline in NBA. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's fun. Like, I, even though we're in mid NFL season where usually the NFL just rules all. Like, I feel like a lot of the attention has been taken away from the NFL today. Like, I really do. And I think only a team like the Lakers can do that. Like, if, if, a, if even if the Bucks make this trade, I don't think it gets nearly as talked about as it does, like, with the Lakers, which is a testament just to how big the brand is and then how exponentially bigger it is when we're good. And you know what? Like, having to watch, and no disrespect to the young guys, I love the young guys. I still root for Brandon Ingram vehemently. Mm-hmm. Um, Lonzo Ball is my guy. I don't care what people say. That dude is legit. He is an NBA player, and he will show everyone this year. You know, I believe in Stan Van Gundy. Mm-hmm. Um, they should have hired Jeff, but that's only for my personal commentating <laughs> reasons. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just want to throw, like, you know, we did touch on it before we started recording. Like, you know, the lack of leaking from the Lakers has been huge. Jabari, you know, I, I, surely there's like some things that, you know, we're not even talking about right now that's already been lined up. Like, you know, there's a certain player that might even take the minimum who shouldn't mm-hmm. be anywhere near the minimum to play for this championship team. And like, you know, it's very early to do predictions for free agency and the next season. And, you know, obviously there's hard and talk going to Brooklyn and we touched on that a little bit. Um, but surely I, I, the Lakers are the favourites for the title and it should stay like that the rest of the season, right? Like, I, I can't see anyone else overtaking them if they do get as better as we think they will. Well, I mean, as things is, as uh, as things are currently constituted, but of course we got to wait and see how everything shakes out. Like, like in, in our minds, yes, the Lakers will be the, you will be the favorites. In NBA Twitter's minds, it'll be anybody but them. We know we know this drill. Yeah. You, you know what's fun? You know what's really fun? For the last eight years, the reason why it wasn't fun is because like we were just getting dunked on. It was like, damn, we can't really say anything. We suck. <laughs> now it's fun because it's it, you know because as Kwame alluded to, it's scary hours, and these folks are out here mad at breakfast. And I'll be honest with you, it makes me happy on a Sunday. <laughs> I can't lie. You know, when I'm working mid lockdown, and you know, 
A, I don't really want to be working mid-lockdown because, you know, it is scary. I was literally over here. Mm-hmm. Um, like, hearing, like, stuff like this, it just makes your day. And then looking at the reaction and people pretending like Danny Green is, like, 2013. Danny Green still is wonderful. It really is great to see. It means people are afraid of the Lakers again. And like you said, Jabari, it feels really good. <laughs> oh, yeah. And just to, just to, just to round it all up, Kwame, um, obviously the, the, there's a less vested interest in the in the draft now. Um, do you expect the Lakers to still make a pick for the in the draft? Do you see them buying a second round pick, or you know, um, actually there is one more topic I want to touch on after this, but I'll throw it to you, Jabari. But you know, just for the draft, I just want you to get your opinion, Kwame. Do you still see the Lakers making a pick? Yeah, I can see one. Um, the Lakers haven't totally. I mean, as much as we've invested in, like, win now, we still have young guys that we we vet and, you know, want to push through the system um, and develop them. Like, last year, you know, we got Taylor Horton Tucker. Now we're looking – I mean, I, I would imagine, like you alluded to earlier, Rob purchasing a second-round pick seems to be the Polinka special at this point. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Um, not sure – how the second round will really shake out. You know, I mean, even the first round isn't the greatest in terms of depth, but, you know, it seems like we really got a steal in the second round last year. I'm sure they got somebody in their sights in the second round this year. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we somehow got a second round pick and made a um, a, a nice little um, venture and just see who we can get, you know, if they can be a contributor. Great. If not, you know, what'd you really lose for it? So I don't ever see the problem in grabbing a second round pick just for the sake of draft. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I think we'll end up drafting on draft night. That'd be my guess. And you know, you did touch on the young core, and we have these guys that we keep in house. One is the longest tenured Laker, <laughs> a certain Kyle Kuzma. Um, oh, you know, boy. a certain the COVID truther, as I like to call him now, Kyle oh. Kuzma. Um, I, I laughed when I saw his tweets. Jabari, like it. Getting a player like Schroeder and keeping Kuzma, I thought was a win for the Lakers because that's another tradable asset that we have there. Um, do you expect to have Kyle Kuzma suiting up for the Lakers in game one? Because there's just a feeling in me that I, I, I still see another move happening by Palinka where, you know, having this asset in Kuzma to trade will get him to make another upgrade to this squad. Part of me feels like it's almost guaranteed in the fact that. We heard Kuzma's names in rumors to begin with, like, and, and of course, you know, the, you know, like these guys are professionals, and it's not like you know they can't pull you know pull it back and just be like, hey, look, we had the field offers, and your name you know came up. It's not like they can't you know say that after the fact, but you know, I'm 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 kind of moving towards where you are, where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, I I definitely think it's it you know is a great move being able to you know being able to retain him specifically, you know, because of course, like like look, the timeline likes to dunk on Kuz, and he makes it very easy. He says so many silly ass things. Excuse my language. So many silly silly things. <laughs> on the timeline and it is what it is but obviously he still he can still be a productive nba player so if he ends up on the, if he ends up on the squad and you know you have to deal with him you know in his silly hair and all of that stuff whatever you know that's fine but like you i think he, i think he's on his way out as well kwame i want to throw to you as well because obviously this is a very topical conversation because you know acquiring a player like schroeder and not giving up Kuzma, I feel like just opens up another avenue for the Lakers to get even better through trade once more. And again, you know, I know it's been a Rob Palinka love fest so far, mm-hmm. but again, a great job by Mr. Palinka. 
Yeah, I mean, I was very surprised to hear a trade go down with the Lakers that didn't include Kyle Kuzma in it. So that already is a plus. We still have him as that piece um, that we can ship because it seems like uh, against you know Twitter, NBA Twitter belief, a lot of NBA teams think the guy can be a star down the line. So um, I can totally still see a move in the play, but also I wouldn't be surprised if he did suit up for the Lakers and they ran it back one more time. I mean, his salary isn't massive. I mean, I don't know what other trade chips would use. Maybe if McGee opts in and Bradley, you pair him with them and ship him off somewhere. But, you know, I wouldn't be very surprised. I mean, I guess I wouldn't be terribly surprised if we ran it back with him. I mean, it seems like a lot of people in the franchise like him. Um, even though his production is, you know, an absolute roller coaster, and the dude makes it, like Jabari said, makes it so easy to just be like, "What's wrong with you, man? Like, are you? Is everything okay over there? Like, but he he he's he can be a productive NBA player, and you know, do we want to sit here and give him one more year of de- development, or do we just ship him and cut our losses earlier and see how we can improve the roster? So, you know, I'm sure Rob has an idea. Either way, I'm sure, like I said, calls are coming in. I'm sure he's vetting them all and saying, all right, what can we do to help improve our team? What doesn't necessarily make our team better? Is it better to keep him? Do we lose him? So the fact that he was able to get this big asset in Dennis Schroeder without having to ship out Kuz just gives us all the flexibility whether we want to keep him or not. So it just gives us more options, and we didn't sell our our biggest bargaining chip too soon. So, again, credit to Rob Palenka for that. And I'm excited to see what he does. I mean, like like we said, does he do we use this again or do we keep him? But the greatest part is is we have the option. We could do either or and it, you know, the the league is in the league is gonna be scared either way. It doesn't affect getting, you know, Ibaka. It doesn't affect a lot of things. So I think we're in very good standings where we are and the rest of this free agency be on the lookout for sure. <laughs> and I think that's the perfect point to end on, gentlemen. I, I, I hope I didn't take up too much of your time, but I thought it was a very important podcast to record. Jabari, as always, a huge thank you. If you could just tell the people where they can find your work, your podcast, etc., etc. As always, Alan, again, I will say the pleasure is mine, and I appreciate the invitation. And Kwame, it's been a, it's been dope popping with you. I look forward to you hopefully doing it again. With me, I'm simple. Jabari Davis NBA on Twitter. Dunks and Discourse is dope. That's what it is. <laughs> and Kwame, my resident LeBron fan, who I feel like is slowly but surely becoming a Laker fan as well. I can feel it. I can feel it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is my Where last stop. people find you? <laughs> yeah, for sure. This is my last stop. I'm, I can't keep buying different jerseys, man. It's hurting my wallet. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll have everything coordinated in Lakers colors from here on. So, but um, you can find me on Twitter at Laquam James, L E K W A M J A M E S. Um, You know, I'm also a, you know, semi frequent co host on the Late Night Lake Show podcast. So I'll go ahead and shout that out. So, you know, check out the brand, man. Thank you for having me, Alan. I appreciate it. First time on your podcast. You know, I hope hope it won't be the last time either. I I feel like it won't be the last time, you know. Um, so thank you gentlemen for coming on once more I, you know it's been a really fun episode to record and you know I know it's been a bit everywhere but I feel like that's the Lakers free agency plans as well it's a bit everywhere keeping everyone in, in suspense and surprise but a very positive experience nevertheless thank you for listening be sure to leave this podcast a five star review Jabari's podcast a five star review to Late Night Lake Show take care of yourselves because we are still in a global pandemic Absolutely. take care